Good morning. Let me tell you what I've been doing for the last 42 years. I've had the blessing of being a health and human sexuality teacher here in Columbus at Northside Middle School. Matter of fact, it would really break the tension right now if you were all holding up your middle school picture in front of you. That would make me feel more comfortable. And then could you guys write down here, every once in a while just throw spit wads at the screen? That would help, but you will have detention after church, just saying. I also, along with Lisa Newton and Mindy Hartwell, have written the curriculum and workshop, My Best for You, which is a workshop for upper elementary and middle school students and their champion adult to have discussions on sexuality. And that's what Adam has asked me to share with you today as we conclude the Rated M series, how to have conversations with your children about sexuality. Now, raise your hand if you have a child of any age in your life right now. You can raise your hand in church. It's okay. All right? Now, that makes you someone's champion adult. And you don't have to be their legal guardian. You know, take a minute. I want you to think of it. Actually think of a person that labels you as their champion adult. Do they call you aunt, coach, teacher? Role model, Mimi. Now raise your hand if you have a friend or family member who is actively in the role of parenting right now. All right, all of us, right? So we need to encourage and share with them these resources to help them have those conversations. So when should you talk to your kid about these sexual topics? Experts' advice is to talk to your kids about sexual topics and even more broadly, healthy relationships early and often. We know that as parents, our number one goal is this. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. But it's been my experience that Our kids, if they don't hear the truth from a trusted adult, they will absorb whatever truth they can get. Do you know that right now those teens and tweens are more likely to look for the truth on TikTok or Instagram than Google? They also, who knows what their friends are telling them, right? So with most of these topics that fall under the umbrella of sexual topics or human sexuality, rather than having that one and done conversation, you know, the talk, you need to have these conversations anytime those teachable moments arrive. Now, a recent poll of 2,000 parents said this. 58% of them said, yep, we've had those conversations. Mm Mm-hmm. 21% said, we're planning on having those conversations. 30% said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. Now, you don't have to raise your hand on this one. Where do you fall in that survey? Had the discussions? I'm planning on having it. Or, no way. So, what is that reason that 30% of parents don't talk to their children about sexual topics? Well, one reason is most of us did not have a role model for these discussions, right? My mom put a little pink box on my twin bed. That was it. That is why I am so thrilled that the Ridge is stepping up and giving us these workshops and resources to do just that. 
Another reason that parents say they haven't had those conversations is, well, if we talk about it, will it encourage them to do it? I once had a mom say this to me. Tammy, can we not just teach our kids to be good Christians and not talk about sex? Well, that's just it. Everybody's talking about sex. So as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to step up and talk to our kids about this so they can follow God's plan. Actually, both research and scripture prove that having these discussions about risky behaviors actually lowers our kids taking those risky behaviors. Don't you love that when God's word shows up in science? Duh. A third reason that parents often don't talk to their kids is that we feel, hmm, maybe I haven't always made the best decisions in this area of life, so how can I share the truth with my kids? Here's an example, different topic, but I think you'll get the analogy. Um, When I was a teenager, um, shall I say I had a few car accidents. I may have even totaled a couple. So did that mean when our boys reached the age of 16 that we we didn't give them driver's ed, lots of practice, and really good insurance, right? Of course not. We step up and give our kids all that we can, maybe even more, because of our past. By the way, one of our boys totaled a Volvo. How do you total a Volvo, right? I don't know. Now, it's also important that you become clear about your own values and expectations when it comes to sexuality, not just for yourself, but for your kids, so you can have these open, honest conversations. Also, it's really important for your own healthy sexuality to overcome anything in your past that's current or currently happening. You can... Obviously, talk to a professional that will come right along beside you and help free you from your past and give you encouragement and hope for your future. And then we obviously have to go to God, and we have to seek his grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Now, those are reasons why many champion adults don't talk to the children in their life about sexuality. But here's a reason why we have to. Everybody's doing it. Do you remember that? Did any of you ever say that to your principal? Everybody's doing it. Well, are they? Well, according to the Centers for Disease Control, their Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance Survey, that's a mouthful, what percentage of high school students do you think have, in the last 30 days, had alcohol, have ever used e-cigarettes or vaped, have ever smoked a little marijuana, had sexual activity in the last 90 days, so sexual intercourse, ninth graders and 12th graders. All right, turn to your partner. Okay, we're back in school. Talk to the people around you and talk about what you think these percentages are for high school students. Go ahead, talk. It's okay to talk in church. All right, drum roll. Survey says, look at the statistics. How'd you do? Were your guesses close? A little high? Anybody a little high in here? A little low? No? Okay. Well, here's our takeaway from looking at these statistics. I'm not a mathematician, but are any of these numbers 100%? 
No, they're not. Okay, so if our kiddos are truly believing that everybody's doing it, what's that an indication of? Who they're hanging out with. They're swimming with sharks, not dolphins. Another takeaway? Maybe the media they're consuming. Are you with me? Yeah. Our little girls are, our little princesses, they're risk takers too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. We must share the truth with our children so they don't get tricked or pressured into taking these risks. The earlier that we have these conversations, the better off, the lower the risk will be for our kiddos. Now, I get it. It's scary. I've done this for a long time. I've heard all kinds of parent stories. But here's the good news. We're not in this alone. Scripture tells us, We are confident of all of this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we're qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. As Adam has shared with us over the last few weeks, God has a lot to say about our sexuality. All we have to do is look into Scripture to find his guidelines, his encouragements to help us have these conversations with our kiddos. We're not in this alone. Now, to find our biblical guidance, I like to call it our personal GPS. Your car have a GPS? Yeah? Your personal GPS, God's powerful scripture. All we have to do is go to his word to prompt these conversations with our kiddos. In the drive through line at McDonald's, at the dinner table... So I make the analogy to swimming when it comes to these conversations with our kiddos. When our kiddos were little, those little babies, toddlers, we bought every water wing, SPF, safety equipment we could, right, to protect them. Then when they got a little bit older, we maybe signed them up for swim lessons to prepare them. And then at some point, we become their partner. We stand along the pool deck cheering them on. So what do we need to do? We need to protect our children. We need to prepare our children, and we need to partner with our children. Now, for each child in your life, this is going to look different, okay? It's going to overlap and progress at different rates because of their maturity, curiosity, their questions, their life experiences. Now, remember, little questions get little answers. Big topics get big discussions. So protecting. Protecting is just simply keeping them safe from injury or harm. When we bring our little infants home, all we do is nurture and love on them, right? We also protect our kids anytime they enter a new stage or a new beginning. Well, how do we do that? We set boundaries guidelines that our kids need to be free from injury or harm. Now, when we initially think about safety of our kids, we normally just think about physical, right? But we are a whole person. We have physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and components that make us who we are. And this is a little example we use in the My Best For You workshop. 
We need to think about these discussions that we're having with our kids in sexuality to protect, prepare, and partner. And we need to include all of these components because sex isn't just a physical act to meet a physical need. 1 Corinthians 6.16 tells us there is more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much a spiritual mystery as a physical fact. As written in Scripture, the two shall become one. So we need to intentionally protect our children's minds, bodies, relationships, emotions, and their souls. So what does protecting our kids look like? Well, with those little bitties, those infants and toddlers, we love on them. We surround them with loving, safe adults. We can't react squeamishly when we're changing that diaper or potty training them because that gives them negative attitudes that parts of their body are shameful or dirty. And we have to teach the correct body part terms. Now, nothing is wrong with those little terms that your family used during potty training. You know, tallywhacker, doogee, wiener, lily pad, front bottom. I could go on and on. I'll stop. Okay, start breathing. Some of you have stopped breathing at that part. Keep breathing. It is essential to give our children the correct terms so that they can protect themselves from or they don't become vulnerable to predators. That's a proven fact, those good little terms. Now, our preschoolers, we help them understand that their family loves and cares for them always. We have to explain, and it's kind of hard, good touch, bad touch, and what to do if it happens and who to go to. The very minute that our little ones get on the World Wide Web, the minute they've got those devices in their hands, we have to set all of the parental controls possible to protect them. With our elementary kiddos, remember little questions, little answers. Also, don't worry about giving them too much information. This topic is like reading readiness. They'll absorb what they need and the rest of it right over the head. All right, you'll be okay. We also need to remember that what to do if they stumble upon sexually explicit material on their device. It's really important that we talk to them about this, that they won't get in trouble, and they need to come to us. Also, anytime they're branching out into a new peer group, um, we need to make sure that we have a whole bunch of champion adults in our lives, our child's lives, okay? Because here's what's going to happen. If you don't already know this, parents, champion adults, at some point you are going to become a complete geek in your child's life. Mm -hmm. They're going to think you are nerd. So you need to have those other champion adults, those youth group leaders, the aunts, the uncles, their parents' best friends, to be in their corner and circle up the wagons. Now, to protect our teens and tweens, oftentimes parents are like, okay, I can back off now. Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot back off. With puberty arriving and romance causing those Twitter patients, new peer pressure, body image issues, the digital world, we are moving to death con one, okay? All hands on deck with this. So what does that look like? Well, going back to the swimming analogy, we become water park lifeguards. What does a water park lifeguard do? They move, they scan, and they interact. And that's what we must do. When anything new is happening, 
We've got to make sure that we're reviewing the boundaries and reviewing the guidelines, maybe even setting a new few ones, one of those, um, because they're in a new situation, a new team, a new crush, any of that. Now, how many of you are human? Okay, what is it about this corner over here? Last service, I'm saying, okay, we're all human, right? And how many of you have human children in your life? Okay, here's what I know about humans. We take lots of energy and consistency and patience. So I know this age. Remember where I was for the last hundred years. They take patience, okay? So as those lifeguards, what do we do? We move in and out and through their social activities. We scan. We have to have their digital devices in our hand. Oh, I know. I know their head's going to spin around and it's going to be ugly, but you've got to have it in your hand. Remember, you own it. Okay, you own that digital device. And then we have to interact with them. We have to initiate those conversations anytime a real-life event happens. Television show, movie, someone in our family gets married, or someone's having a baby. For example, if you have a teen that is watching the Netflix series Wednesday... All kinds of topics come up in there that you could discuss. Family relationships, personal style, peer pressure. And what are the qualities of a true friendship? Now, these conversations build trust and listening skills. What do we do? Well, Deuteronomy instructs us on how to do that. Teach these things to your children, talking about them when you sit at home. When you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. That's all the time, right? Now, I want you to think of this next stage as a tornado alarm. A tornado alarm goes off before the storm, right? So we can prepare for it. So preparing. Preparing is sharing knowledge and information with our kiddos before they need it. So our little toddlers, we're going to read books about animal families and animal babies, explaining to our elementary kiddos that our reproductive parts are just like our other body parts, our eyes, our ears, our teeth. we got to understand them to know how to take care of them so we'll be healthy. With our teens, we have to explain what's coming, puberty, all right? So with our little gals, we've got to talk about that period. And what to do if it happens at school and make a little stash to put in our backpack. Our guys, they've got to know about nocturnal emissions, right? The wet dreams. Keep breathing, keep breathing. Okay, well, they've got to know that they're normal and natural. Talk about those things. We have to discuss healthy dating. We have to practice refusal skills. Our oldest, total social butterfly. He thought he was ready to go on a date as a seventh grader. So he was getting ready to go on a group date. We were loading the dishwasher after supper, and I'm like, what are you going to do with that little gal while you're sitting at the movie? She puts her hand on your knee. Um, I'd cross my legs away from him. Okay, okay, all right. What are you going to do if she comes back and she puts her hand a little higher on your thigh? Um, I'd ask if she'd want something from the concession stand and leave. I'm like, that's my boy, right? (laughs) So we have to talk through those real-life situations. Also at this stage, not only are we giving information, but we are modeling. We are modeling going to our Heavenly Father when we don't know the answer. We've got to show him he's where our answer comes from. And then the last stage is partnering, guiding and coaching. 
At this stage of partnering as a champion adult, we need to switch from the position of just giving information and including them, asking them. We're talking about values and beliefs and goals and cause and effect. Also, remember each kiddo, at any given time, we may have to go on this sliding scale. We may be at partnering, but uh-uh, we got a new event, we got to go back to protecting, right? So we're moving from protecting, preparing, and partnering. So how in the world do you partner with a teen or young adult? Well, if we've beat, you know, reached that trusting level, yay, right? That's good. But we have to spend lots of time together, and we have to spend lots of time listening. One of our sons made a poor choice, and there were some big consequences. Now, he didn't shoot a man just to watch him die or anything, but, but there were some consequences. And our youth minister came to check on us and check on him, so he went and he was talking to him, and we came out. We're like, how is he? What's, how's he doing? And he goes, you know what the number one thing is that he's taken away from this? I'm like, no. He's like that you still love him. You still love him, even though he made that poor choice. So here are some suggestions on that partnering. You want to share lots of life hacks with your kiddos. All you have to do is go back to your GPS, God's powerful scripture. The car is a good time to have these discussions because you're locked in. Hopefully they're not going to jump out of the car as you're having these discussions, and everybody's facing forward. It's a great time. And we use our scripture. We know that every part of Scripture is God-breathed, useful in one way or the other, showing us the truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way. So you pick a Scripture, you talk about it, and then you drop it into a real-life situation. By the way, these are my paraphrases. 1 Corinthians 10.13, you could talk about it, and it says... You aren't going to be put into situations others haven't been put in. When you are tempted, look for a way out. He will always give you a way out. So you say, okay, here's the scripture. Um, What would you do if you were at a party and they start watching a sexually explicit movie? What would you do? How would you get out of that? What if you're at a party and they start drinking alcohol? What would you do? Talk about it. Here's another great discussion starter, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Fill your mind with pure and admirable thoughts. Practice acting like Jesus, using what he taught us, doing what he showed us to do. And if you do, the God of peace will be with you. So how do we unpack that? Talk to him. What do you think is so beautiful? She's got that little eighth grade boy. He's like, <laughs> Jennifer. Second period, she's beautiful. Um, You ask, who do you admire? Who do you look up to? And why? And then what in the world are we filling our brains with? Sports? Makeup tutorials? Minecraft? What are we putting in there? All you need to do is seize that opportunity when these teachable moments come up. You're in the car listening and old Taylor Swift comes on. We are never, ever getting back together. Okay? And then you talk about, okay, how do we live through a breakup? So, the phones. Our kids are on the phone all the time. Use it as a tool. Have a little family account together. I'm sure there's a TikTok dance right now your family could learn and do together. 
Share a meme a day. Leverage those family text threads and game, game together. Kids tell us that the number one way they have fun and feel happiness, they won't tell us this, but it's family time. So in closing, how do we take on this enormous job of being our kiddos' earthly guides? Well, we protect, prepare, and partner. We love them unconditionally. We model going to our Heavenly Father for guidance and answers. We prepare like it depends all on us, and we pray continually. We build those family memories, and we share God's love and truth. We know if we continue to obey his teaching, you are truly my followers. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. At the closing of each of our My Best For You workshops, we do post-surveys. And you know what? For the last 30 years, the same response has showed up numerous times on the adult survey. You know what they say? I wish I had heard this when I was their age. You remember about 25 minutes ago, I asked you, who looks up to you as a champion adult? Remember? Don't miss this opportunity to share the truth with them, because that truth will have eternal impact. Let me close in prayer for us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of coming before you to intercede on behalf of these champion adults and the children that they impact. Keep their hearts tender and sensitive to your voice. Guide them to your word for guidance and healing. Help these champion adults to find and share wisdom and knowledge with the kids at any given time. And Lord, I would ask that you would send a guardian angel to watch over their daily lives. Please guard them from temptation. And Lord, when they are standing at the crossroads trying to decide which way to go, please put a person of faith right there to point them in the right direction. Thank you for your blessings, your provision, and your great love for all of your children. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.